0: If you seriously need to save on groceries, and more for less is what you crave,
1: Food City understands the struggle is real. That's why their high-quality store brands are such a great deal. Nobody does quality and savings like Food City. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're dialed in here to the Eric Gaines Show on 99.1 The Sports Animal, 99.1 TheSportsAnimal.com. Brian Rice, Tommy Sweat, the normal crew here We got you all day today. We're brought to you by Food City. No one does food like Food City. Food for the entire holiday season, for every night, for lunches, for certified Angus beef, heat and eat meals all ready for you right there at your local Food City. Brian had a super fun day yesterday afternoon. Did you? Yeah. uh, John Ewart, you know, uh, owns Dead and Barbecue. One of Coach Fulmer. He was a walk-on at UT. Um, he uh, works with the Associated General Contractors. They had Heath Schuler, Todd Kelly, Todd Kelly Jr., Keith DeLong, who I haven't seen in forever. One of the greatest vols that people don't talk about forever is like the Who's Who of, of Tennessee football. And Jabari Davis was there, and we all went and uh, it, it was just Susan and her dad her dad was taking pictures. We were over there hanging out with some of the best vols ever. It was a lot of fun. There was a ton of great people there. Uh, a lot of people there listened to. Guess what, Brian? The aircane show. The aircane show. So shout out to everybody that was there and all you fine gentlemen that listen to the EA show. It's uh it's a Tuesday. We got a big Tuesday or what? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: Uh take a look at the game plan laid off for it every, every day by Keith Powell Heating and Cooling. Your Premier Linux dealer, Keith Powell, HVAC.com. If the uh airflow in your home's not quite right, call Keith Powell. If it's not quite warm enough, call Keith Powell. They We'll get you set, locally owned, locally operated, serving Knoxville and the surrounding area since 1989. 865-483-9223 or uh James Pierce arrested for Tennessee. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, we'll run through uh, that story coming up. Uh, but Tennessee did get some good news yesterday in that they will have one of their key offensive linemen back last year. Did you see how... The announcement was made.
1: I did. And this more importantly than anything, he is a really, really good football player and uh, got a little banged up this year. Like the entire offensive line did, but a good player and a veteran player. And I'm really glad that, that he's coming back. We'll tell you all about it.
0: Uh The who we were talking about, of course, John Campbell, offensive lineman, Uh really uh, interesting video. He went with, but the kids like it. So that's where we are. Possibility exists his uh, entire quote-unquote starting offensive line could be back. We're going to see. Uh, we'll see how that continues to play out. Uh, Eric, coming up at uh, 10.02 at the top of the 10 o'clock hour, you uh, arranged for a former Georgia quarterback to join us. Uh, so is that so we can roast them about not making the playoff?
1: Uh, it would be a little bit petty if we roasted uh, Aaron Murray about Georgia not making the playoff. I do think... But you know how petty I am. I think we ask for a how you doing, buddy. Aaron Murray and I have become good friends over the years. And he's as Georgia as Georgia gets. He had fun with me when, you know, Vols will be fine in Athens. Uh huh. So we'll 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 I think more than anything, we we do like a like a wellness check, Mm -hmm. right? Like Aaron, like, you know, how you doing, bud? You know, like first team to be number one and drop out. Yeah. And and I'll say this for the record: I have been on the record saying, if you're telling me the four best teams are, we went with the four best, not the four most deserving. You didn't get the four best. No, by leaving Georgia out of it. Keith the we were talking about it yesterday. Keith the Long said they didn't get the four best. If that's what they were trying to do, I, I agree they didn't. So it'll be fun to talk to him.
0: I do think it's remarkable how uh, how whiny Florida State fans have been, and you haven't heard that from Georgia fans at all. I think Georgia fans have a more compelling case to be in the top four than Florida state does, but they're still busy whining about the officials from Sunday, Saturday. So that's where we are. Uh, Ron Callahan, go all 24 seven joins us coming up at 10 30. We'll take one uh, more look around the sec as uh, we'll run through all of the sec bowl games. We didn't uh, really get to a list or anything yesterday. So we're a uh, We'll run through the sec bowl games. Coming up in the ten o'clock hours to go around the SEC before we talk to Ryan Callahan. Uh Florida State people are still whining.
1: I don't blame them. Well, there are I would
0: be. there are people on in Florida State Twitter that think that they should either boycott the Orange Bowl or just go out there and warm up and then walk off in protest.
1: Well, I think that that's not the answer either. But I don't think just being over being left out of the playoff, happens in 24 hours. That wouldn't happen. That would be something, if this happened to Tennessee fans, that they talked about for literally the rest of their life in fandom. Florida State fans will never stop talking about this. It'll never happen.
0: It doesn't change anything. So just take a deep breath and go focus on trying to be Georgia.
1: Well, Georgia fans will never stop talking about the refs in the sec championship game
0: causing them a chance to three p
1: and it, that's part of being a fan so i, I don't i mean i don't i mean I, I, florida state fans aren't going anywhere they, they're gonna be upset about that forever and, and you know what i would be too
0: i'm just gonna tell them that i don't want to hear it anymore
1: no good luck with that because
0: here's the the bottom line on it now i took a step back at this last night right. there are six teams that deserve to make the 14 playoff Washington, Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Florida State, and Georgia. The selection committee had to pick four of them. And whatever metric they used to pick whichever four they did, people were going to be pissed about.
1: I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. What year did Jabar Gaffney catch? 2000. it's 2000 and is it 23? Mm-hmm. And guess what? We can't do an entire calendar year of radio without hearing about it at some point. Yeah. See, I'm I just wasn't saying nearly
0: as ma- okay. Just saying. I was in high school then, but I have never been nearly as mad about that play as most Tennessee fans. You know why? Because Florida moved the ball down the field on us at will that day. Jabar Gaffney's called incomplete. That wasn't fourth down. That wasn't even third down. I believe it was first and goal. Still
1: wasn't a catch though.
0: No, it wasn't a catch, but it didn't matter because But I'm just saying him catching it then actually that gave is, us more opportunity to go
1: That is not even remotely as like national championship concerning in that moment on whatever down and distance yeah. it was down in there. And it's twenty three years later and oh. we're still talking whatever
0: about it. Whatever metric they applied to pick four out of those six was going to cause the people that didn't get picked. To whine incessantly. I wish, again, Florida State fans, I wish that they had put Florida State in because if the two fan bases whining were Alabama and Georgia, that would have warmed my heart. Instead, Florida State's going to whine incessantly. Danny Cannell, they had to play on Danny Cannell's show this morning. I was listening a little bit on the way in. Uh, they were having to tell stories about putting their kids to bed because he's still so sideways about it. It's kind of amusing at this point. All that and more coming up over the next three hours here on the Airgain Show, and that's the game plan that's laid out for you every day by Keith Powell Heating and Cooling. KeithPowellHVAC.com. The Airgain Show continues next, 99.1, the Sports Animal.
1: Alright, pretty easy, guys. Call or text 865-656-9900 if you want to join us right here on the Aircane Show.
0: Alright, so James Pierce, Tennessee Edge Rusher stopped taken in, cited by police for traffic violations. He was pulled over for speeding in the... uh, on Western Avenue. Going 63 in a 35 zone. Vehicle had expired North Carolina temporary tags. By the way, the guys... Expired temporary tags is a new, for lack of a better term, point of emphasis for police. Because some things that he's not involved in. But it is a it is a big thing for them right now. Uh, did not have... Uh, Identification or proof of insurance, police then discovered that he had a suspended license in his home state of North Carolina. Police said Pierce refused to follow instructions during the traffic stop, was asked to turn off the vehicle and step out of it, had to be instructed multiple times to do so. He was then told his car would be towed, that he was to stand by while police searched the vehicle. Officers say Pierce disregarded those instructions, walked towards the vehicle. He was then arrested, his vehicle impounded. Charged with speeding, driving on a suspended license, failure to present insurance, registration improperly displayed, and improper window tinting.
1: Eric, is this anything? I mean, uh, the only reason it might be, it's not going to be anything like legally. I mean, you go fix the stuff, you get your car back, you you drive slower. No, it's not anything. It's not a, it's not... uh, I have a hard time saying no, it's nothing. I mean you got arrested. So don't, you know, that's not great, but it's also nothing. It doesn't have to be anything moving forward. It's not a big deal. I'm not calling his character into question or sure. anything like that. Nothing like that. Um the only issue with it is oh, this is really self-serving of me to have this take. All the smoke out there is all the people that are offering James Pierce Jr. all the money in the world to come be an edge rusher for them. Why? Because he's a potential first round draft pick someday. Mm-hmm. We we all know the going rate for a, a good one of these good quarterbacks mm-hmm. is seven figures at this point. If you want a proven commodity at the quarterback position, seven figures. If you want to get a stud edge rusher, you're in the mid sixes. He's going to get a half a million dollars somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it here. He's going to make it somewhere else. That that so that's already going on. And then he gets in a little trouble. Hopefully, you know he didn't. I mean, I'm sure that he wasn't getting hated on or anything for it. So that's not a big deal. But. You want him to feel comfortable and happy here. He's been great. He's loved. I mean, gosh, every time the guy does anything, that stadium erupts. We all love James Pierce Jr. So, I mean, I guess that's the only that's the only thing that you that you'd think about. And I'm sure the coaches will help him get it handled, and he'll get it paid, and he'll get an NIL deal, and just drive a little slower, man. And get and here's the here's the thing, um, that's one of those. Hey, you know, you are like everybody else, right? So let's let's you know someone over there can say. Well, what do we need to do? You have a suspended license. Okay. Then we need to figure that out. You shouldn't drive until then. Okay. We need to, you know, you got this. Okay. You don't have car insurance. Well, here's someone you can call. It's going to cost this amount of money. You know, Here, call, you You need
0: to get your car ready and you need to get
1: your car ready. Yeah. So that stuff, he's a sophomore. He's what 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Probably been driving in, uh, in town forever with it and had been a big deal. I mean, you're talking to a guy who had like $2,000 worth of campus parking tickets. That's not smart. That's not an intelligent thing I, uh, to do.
0: I had it. I had renewed my tags, but it was raining the day it, I did it, and I realized when I renewed my tags this year that I never put the sticker from last year on.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I—that's I, what I'm saying. Like, they weren't. Expired, I am not. But they showed
0: expired. His were expired. I, I think here's here's the thing that the coaches can say. James, details matter. Details of your license is suspended. You didn't get it taken care of. Details of you didn't get your. Temporary tag replaced with a real tag. Details of you don't have insurance. Little things come together to make a big deal at one point. And like on the football you field, your, foot, your footwork's a little off. All of a sudden, instead of getting a sack a game, you're getting a sack every two or three games. Details matter. Uh, I do think it's another teaching opportunity to say, though, we how we treat the people that pull us over
2: is...
0: Very important. Because, let us tell you, Tennessee's had some players pulled over for various things, and we don't hear about them because, like the rest of us, they were polite and, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yeah. Here's your speeding ticket. Move along. The only reason this is in the news, the only reason he got arrested is it wasn't like that. I think, again, that's a good teaching moment for
1: yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a thing. Just learn from it, move on, yeah. and and go work on. Uh, go keep working on your on your lower body strength because we need you to rush that passer, buddy. Leg day, leg day. Focus don't on don't, leg s- day. don't skip it. Let's put on another. No. Let's put on another five or ten, and be what two forty five, two fifty coming off the edge.
0: John Campbell announced he's coming back. Did it with a video that also shouted out Waffle House. Nice. Now, if John Campbell comes walking in a Waffle House.
1: Smothered, covered, chunked. It's all happening. How,
0: what is the uh, the cook's reaction? Like, oh, go to the freezer and get some more.
1: It's not just the cook. It probably sounds like a no huddle play call in, in a Waffle House. We'll have eight waffles. Uh, Twelve yeah. eggs over easy. Uh, Chunk's covered, smothered. He'll say, and I'll have two of those full orders, please. Yeah. That's a big boy. Yeah. That's good that he's coming back, though. He came in. He played really, really well. One of my favorite moments of the year. I think it is with everybody. Opening game of the year. Option play. And he takes the guy into the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> that, was one of, uh, that was one of the more fun. Not like you biggest moments up? or anything, but it was one of the more fun moments of the year. So John
0: Campbell's coming back. Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans didn't go through senior day back against Vanderbilt. Doesn't necessarily mean either of them are coming back, but I think you lean in that direction. So that means realistically, your whole starting offensive line could be back next year. That
1: would be important.
0: Your offensive line had when healthy looked good, when not healthy looked Okay. Very suspect. Okay. Uh, so having those guys back, does that change your potential?
1: Well, sure it does. Sure. It does. I mean, it's a, this is a line of scrimmage league being good up front on both sides of the ball is why we, or even eight and four. I mean, our ability to run the football, stop the run and rush the passer is why we're able to get some of those wins in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, pulling pull the A and M and the South Carolina win and and stuff like that. Uh, I think some playmaking ability and being a little better in the defensive backfield, and we need to be explosive at receiver. I do think we're going to be good at running back again. I know you're losing. You're going to you're going to lose Jalen Wright. I mean, Pro Football Focus did their whole deal on him. Mm-hmm. They ranked him as a top ten running back, basically in college football, and one of the best in the Southeastern Conference this year. I mean. If you're the even if the NFL says you're the tenth best running back, go look at the draft. Mm-hmm. He's getting drafted by the middle of the draft somewhere, playing football and the National Football League, making millions of dollars.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I do think Jalen Wright's going to go pro. He also is a track oh, guy yeah. that's learned how to play football. Yeah. That dude's about to go run a yeah, four Jaylen four. Jalen Wright's going to
0: be a top three round draft.
1: Yeah, he's going to go. He's going to go blow the doors off the athletic part of the combine. And and that'll that'll bump him up around. So if they value him as a third or fourth rounder, he could be a second or a third rounder because he's going to kill the numbers with his just raw athleticism and speed, hot nasty American speed yeah. that Jalen Wright has. So yeah, I'm a he's going to be gone, but you still got some good players having a good offensive line is going to be paramount next year for us to, for Nico to go out there and not have to be running around for his life. Hey, those plays will happen. The crazy Nico stuff will happen The sit in the pocket on third and eight and move up and over and drill a deep crossing route. That's what's going to win you ball games. So yeah, we need to be good up front, getting Campbell back, getting, if you can get Spragans back, get Cooper Mays back. Cooper, Cooper just needs to find a way to stay healthy. Yeah. He's as tough as they come. He's as smart as they come. He's uh. Trash talking center, give me all that. The problem is his body just doesn't stay healthy, and it's not his fault. That's just how some guys are. I was that way. I was as tough as anybody on the football field, but my body couldn't stay healthy. Shoulder pop out, bones break, finger break, knee pop, ankle twist. I mean, that's just. So I hope I hope Cooper and a little bit of that's luck, flexibility. You know that if you know, that that should be a big thing with him this off He should really work on. Being flexible and all that kind of stuff, that that'll prevent some injury. But yeah, I mean, we should be we should be good up front with those boys back.
0: Eight six five six five six nine nine hundred. If you want to join us here on the Eric Kane Show, uh when we return, more on Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. That's next on the Cain Show, ninety nine point one, the Sports Animal.
3: The Cincinnati Bengals took down the Jacksonville Jaguars in overtime last night on Monday Night Football, winning 34-31. to Bengals quarterback Jake Browning throws for 354 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon runs for 68 yards and a couple of scores as well. Bengals get back to 500, 6-6. Jaguars fall to 8-4 and for the season. The 2023 Heisman Trophy finalists were announced yesterday. The list includes LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, two Pac-12 quarterbacks with Washington's Michael Penix Jr., Oregon's Bo Nix. Bit of a shocker here, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. rounds out the list of four that will be in New York Saturday night for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Yesterday, four Vols entered their name into the transfer portal. Defensive backs Brandon Turnage, Jack Luttrell, announced they will be headed elsewhere. Offensive lineman Mo Clipper Jr. and former four-star Addison Nichols will go portaling as well. Some positive news, however, offensive lineman John Campbell Jr. announced yesterday that he will return to Tennessee for another season. More EA show with Brian Rice is on the way next. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday morning. I'm Tommy Sweat.
1: Coming up here in a half hour, we're going to have everyone's favorite Georgia quarterback Aaron Murray is going to join us. Talk about college football playoff, Georgia, Florida state, the bowl slate, their season in general, and everything going on with Georgia, his opinion on the whole thing. So that'll be it to start the next hour. If you want to join us. So it's pretty simple. 865
0: 656 So, uh. Tennessee will also have a couple of big uh, potential transfers visiting this weekend. Uh, You have Holden Stays, who's a tight end, and then Juice Wells, the wide receiver, leading wide receiver from South Carolina.
1: Two years ago, when they beat us, Mm -hmm. Juice Wells is one of the main reasons they beat us. Yeah. Last year, he didn't have as good of a year. He's banged up a lot. Mm-hmm. Not as much opportunity. So he didn't have as good of a year last year. Mm-hmm. Their team wasn't good. He's probably unhappy. He was banged up. Didn't get the ball. Uh, I, I would love to have him. Get, yes. get, a reju- get a rejuvenated, excited about football. Juice Wells coming in here could be huge for Tennessee. That would be a massive portal get. And if you want to look at his ceiling, his ceiling is the twenty twenty two season. No one could cover him. Mm-hmm. He was injured last year, and it wasn't as good of a year for him, but that would be a big get if Tennessee could get him. Yeah. Big, big get. Get Brew back, Bruce healthy, got Thornton back. You bring Juice Wells in. Squirrel White's still on the roster. You could mess around and look at that. You know, the the end of the our receiving core to end the season. Mm-hmm. And I would argue is probably as uh as basic. Mm-hmm. to to put it politely as a receiving core that we've had here and maybe maybe ever
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you look at maybe that potential lineup and you'd go oh who are you gonna put on the who who's gonna play juice or thornton brew squirrel i mean you could mess around and look at it and go holy cow we might be really dynamic at receiver. So yeah that would be that would be that would be legit
0: yeah so i think that would be a uh Big, uh, big get for Tennessee. Uh, Chaz in the text box says, Saw Juice Wells was visiting this weekend. How are you feeling about our chances of landing him? I think this offense offers a wide receiver that is looking to go somewhere, a very attractive landing spot, particularly with an exciting possibility, a quarterback, an exciting uh, system that has highlighted wide receivers time and time again. I think it's it's very uh, attractive. Uh, someone else asks, have we, uh, Danny asks, have we heard anything about Brew McCoy? I think Brew McCoy's decision comes down to one simple thing. Does he think from a recovery standpoint, he can run at the, at the combine or on pro days? Because if the answer to that is no, he has to come back because he is probably not going to get drafted if he can't show teams some physical ability.
1: That would be his that would be his calling card because his in 2022 Brew played and brew played well but he was hurt so athletically he still made some great plays and he was still very dynamic uh and then to start this season I didn't think do you remember me complaining for the first month of the year before he got hurt I was freaking out that we don't give him the ball more mm-hmm. uh, like I was like I don't understand I played with a guy like Brew and Robert Meacham uh, I watched it in the NFL. I've watched a lot of football. I've been a part of it. When you have a number one guy that's that big, now they do kind of do this with him because they throw the RPOs to him. So there are opportunities where they just go catch zip. But I would have a brew rule, which is I don't care what the play is, unless it's like third and a long or something. But if it's first and mean ten, second and if it's first or second and ten or less, mm-hmm. and you call a play and they're backed up seven to eight yards or more off of him, you just raise up and throw him the ball. doesn't have to be an RPO. It could be a drop back pass. You just sig- put your fist down there, signal him a hitch route, throw it out there and see if they can tackle him. Because the answer is no. Right. So he – and I think that would have happened. I think they would have got to that, and it would have been a thing, and he would have blown up. Athletically, he's a freak. If he can't go show people his, his athleticism and his size, then – then you're right. I mean, he's still probably going to he'll get invited somewhere. He'll get to show up and when he is healthy, he will make a roster. But he would be leaving potentially millions of dollars on the table. Mm-hmm. So you come back and you and you and you get healthy and you have the, you know, some of the best trainers and staff and medicine and doctors and everything in the world and you get your ankle right and you come back and you blow up next year and then you do make those millions of dollars. I I hope that's what he does. But to me, it's more about not if he comes back to play, it's more of, of what does he look like when he does? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sorry, but when, when, when an ankle turn, you remember pro throw Tyrone pro throw, he mm-hmm. broke his leg
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, and it just, he, he, he couldn't play anymore. You know, like there's like, I, I just, when you, when you do that to a body part, that's the most important body part for cutting, jumping burst, which is his whole game. If his burst goes down a level, he's not the same player. There's some guys that can tear an ACL and come back and be just a little different and they're just as good because mm-hmm. that wasn't their game. Bruce's game is burst. It's not straight ahead speed. He's not just going to have to run by everybody. It's his burst athleticism. What do they call it? Fast twitch. It's that kind of stuff that makes him great. So I will well, it's more of just how his body responds to it to be honest.
0: Uh, Paul asks, who are the playoff committee, a group of people that have never played the game of football? Well, here are the bios of the college football playoff committee. Uh, Chris Alt is the former head football coach and athletics director at Nevada. He is the father of the pistol offense, which now a ton of people use. Um, won 200 more games than he lost in Nevada. Uh, Boo Corrigan the athletics director at, uh, at NC State. Uh, he has been the playoff committee chair since January 2022. A uh, long history of being an administrator in uh, major college sports. Uh, Chet Gladchuk is the director of athletics for the Naval Academy. Um, has served as an athletics administrator uh, with football oversight uh, since 1985. Went to Boston College. Uh, Jim Grobe is the former head football coach at Baylor and Wake Forest. Uh, Was a National Coach of the Year back in 2006. Mark Harlan is the Athletics Director at the University of Utah. Uh, Was formerly the uh, Director of Athletics at USF from 2014 to 2018. He went to the University of Arizona. uh, Has been in Athletic Administration since 1992. Wade Manuel is the Athletics Director at the University of Michigan. Uh, He is a Michigan grad. Uh, has been in athletics administration since 2005. Uh, David Salyer is the director of athletics for Miami of Ohio, uh, and has been in that position since 2013. Has previously overseen football at Rice, Oregon State, Bowling Green, Houston, Georgia, and UConn.
1: Will Shields, a, that's a rambling man, right there.
0: Uh, yeah, Will Shields is an all uh, was an all American and Outland Trophy winner in 1992. At the University of Nebraska, um, he currently works outside of sports, but as a former player, was a third-round pick in the 1993 NFL Draft. Uh, Gene Taylor's the director of athletics at Kansas State. Uh, he's an Arizona State grad and uh, played there. Joe Taylor is uh, vice president at Virginia Union University, uh, but was a former head coach at several HBC schools. Uh, had a career uh, record as a head coach of 233 96 and 4 and his third in career victories among HBC history two more uh, Rod West is the president of Utility Operations for Energy Corporation a uh, pre-
1: businessman
0: uh, he was the previously the president of the Allstate Sugar Bowl member of the board of directors for the National Football Foundation and uh, played at Tulane uh, excuse me played at Notre Dame a 1990 graduate and then finally, they always have a media representative, and it is Kelly Whiteside. She's also a professor at Montclair State, uh, covered college football for 14 years for USA Today. That is the college football playoff committee. I don't hate there the makeup are some of it. Former player they've tried to be athletics administrators who are well invested in football at a lot of them the major play level. Too. Former players, and then those with a and former coaches. So you're trying to get a, a wide slice of of life, I, I had the opportunity to work with somebody who was part of uh, selecting the inaugural playoff committee, and it was to make sure that you weren't swayed by one thing or another. That's So that's the makeup of
1: the committee. You can't just have former players in it. Otherwise, you know what you would have? Or current
0: you'd, administrators you'd have... or... Former coaches, so you'd or, have
1: yeah. Sterling Hinton, Keith DeLong, and Eric Ange that were talking yesterday, and all of us were saying there's no way Georgia's not one of the best four teams in the country. If you only had former players on it, then Georgia would be in the college football playoff this year,
0: yeah, and probably every year.
1: And yeah, and, and Alabama would have been too, and someone deserving other than them would not have been in. So, like, I I like the makeup of the a lot of different things. I just think the main point, and you said it, and it'll be fun to talk to Aaron about it too. But you had six teams that should have been that that that, you, that should have been in. I'm sorry, but a 12 and one Georgia team whose only losses to Alabama isn't playing for that. That's weird. But a 12 and one Alabama team whose only loss was to Texas that would be weird. Like An I, undefeated Florida State team that won their conference. I'm sorry, that's weird. Like I said to start, it's weird. Like I said to start the show, you have
0: six teams who earned a spot in a four team playoff. Whatever metric you used to leave two of them out was going to leave people furious. Yeah, there's there's no way when you, more, when you have more
1: when you have more than there's than there is spots, you're, you're gonna be upset. The only
0: reason Georgia fans are not as livid as Florida State fans is they just lost Alabama this past week, and enough of them, they're mad, but enough of them went, Yeah, well, we lost Alabama on Saturday. They were expecting it
1: And I, and, I, and I don't, no, blame, right. I don't blame them for following it up with. But you can't tell me we're not one of the best four teams in the country.
0: I can't stand Georgia because I'm a Tennessee fan and I don't like being barked at. But they're more deserving in the playoff than Florida State.
1: Well, and and if and you never know. I mean, gosh, if, if things would have been different, and they still would have been twelve and one, and I, if, you know, I'd have to think of how to lay it out. But the bottom line is, I don't know that they wouldn't have put them in over Florida state. If they would have been the one loss team and they would have won the sec championship, they would have been in. If their one loss was to let's say a top 10 Missouri team or something, but they were the ones that won that past week, then they would have been in and an and, you know, Alabama would be the 12 and one team that lost to Georgia and they'd be on the outside
0: because Alabama's in because they have the best win of the, of the season. If Georgia had beaten Alabama,
1: if You, did, have if you just switch the roles, then they would have. Then they would have been, and and that's crazy. That's crazy that it all comes down to that. But I'd also don't believe in the take of everybody saying, "So what? We just wait till conference championship week." Well, no, because last year they hardly valued conference championship week. This year, it was everything. It just depends on the year, man. You got six teams that should be in a fourteen playoff. Guess what? Next year, all six of them would be playing. All plus, six plus of them, some.
0: All six of them could have been playing this year if uh, the ACC commissioner had voted in favor of expanding the playoff a year early.
1: My goodness. You reap
0: what you sow, ACC. You really do. We will come back. 865 656 9900, a final segment of this opening hours next.
1: You're dialed in here to the Eric Gain Show. Call or text 865 656
0: 9900. This one, the text box Brian, please refresh my recollection about the voting for and against playoff expansion in 2023. Who voted for and against it? As I as it was reported over the weekend. Um, Greg Sankey and the SEC, as well as the Big Ten, had proposed to go ahead and start the expanded 12-team playoff a year early. They were in favor of it, and reportedly the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big 12 all voted against it. The thought being that if you expanded it this year, you gave ESPN the exclusive rights to negotiate for it before taking it to open market. What the ACC and other people wanted to do was to take those TV rights to the open market where they felt like they could get more or get more money with multiple partners instead of just ESPN. I think they're correct, but it meant that the 12-team playoff was delayed by a year and Florida State's the one that got left out of that. Eight six five six five six nine nine hundred. Rob is up first. Rob, you're on the EA Show. Good morning.
1: Yes, I'm just calling to ask uh, what was your opinion. So Georgia, uh, we're saying Georgia's a better team, better than Florida State. Yes, right. Florida State undefeated, got left out. Yes, right. Got left out. Alabama's already been beaten. Mm-hmm. You know the the regular season head-to-head matchups matter. Uh huh. Alabama already got beat by uh, a team that's already in the college football playoffs, so they should be eliminated. My opinion: Florida State should have been in. But so do you think the, the the committee gave Florida State a bone uh uh just to uh
3: uh placate to their fan base that we're gonna rank you ahead of Georgia because if you're saying Georgia's better than Florida State, why is Georgia ranked uh behind uh Florida State?
1: Well yeah, I don't I don't think Alabama should have been ranked eighth for the last three weeks that they were ranked eighth. I didn't agree with that. And we said that all time. So Bama, in my opinion, should not have been jumping from eight to four. They should have been jumping from six to four. But
0: the playoff rankings aren't, they are a new thing every week. Mm-hmm. It's not the AP poll where you kind of move up and down. The playoff committee is supposed to come up with a new ranking system every week. That's, that's what's in their bylaws, and that's what they do. So... From week to week, they are not beholden to what their rankings were the week before. That's why I think it's kind of pointless that they release rankings week by week over the back half of the season. They do it as kind of a guide, give you a, a look into their thinking and what they value, but ultimately, if you're don't, if you not supposed to use your rankings the week before as a basis for your rankings the next week, then they shouldn't be releasing them.
1: Yeah, so, and I, I, I guess what I'm saying is... And,
0: and in my opinion, to your point, Rob... I think they absolutely should have ranked Georgia instead of Florida ahead of Florida State because it does not make sense for the rankings to be Alabama, Florida State, Georgia. To apply the metrics that you applied to put Alabama in, then Georgia should be a spot ahead of Florida State. And
1: I'm saying in those week by week not beholden to the week before, Alabama shouldn't have been ranked 8 week after week Agreed. after week after week. I just I, I agree thought they were, 100%. I thought they were underrated with how they were All playing down the
2: stretch. All right, we have about stretch. a
0: minute. Let's grab Scott. Scott, you're on the EA show. Good morning.
2: Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. It's been a while. Yeah, Thanks, you Scott. Um,
0: Hope you're staying warm.
2: <laughs> yeah, it has been pretty nice up here. So just a quick thing was, and you kind of answered it for me during the uh, little break here when you are talking, but I didn't realize that they're supposed to be independent from each other every week because I was going to say that's unfortunately one of the downfalls of college football is it's when you lose... Rather than like if you lose, so like Georgia, for example, they lost the last game of the season and they were punished for it. Rather, if they would have lost to Alabama the second game of the season, they'd probably be in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: exactly. And Scott, we appreciate you got to get out for this hour, but that's that's why they are supposed to come up with a completely new ranking from scratch every week. All right, uh, Aaron Murray joins us to start hour number two of the EA hey, hey, show Ron. coming up next.
2: Are you ready for hard hitting observations?
0: She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera.
2: The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the
0: news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube
2: or wherever you listen.